0: The podcast beyond World of Warcraft. Hello, everybody! Two ah. other MoCast episodes. Dude, which, what number it's is It's number eight, you fool. Eight. Hey, man, I was in a vacation for one week. <laughs> in, in a vacation. Yeah, Yes, that's,
1: that's how people talk. Welcome. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast that goes beyond the world of Warcraft with World of Warcraft community figures, and we talk a bunch of stuff. Oh, and, you know, last time we had Acolon in here, and we talked oh, a lot of good inspiring and i don't know maybe some more personal stuff with him yeah but so, today who do we have today flame well guys
0: you <laughs> might have heard him you might have seen a tier list <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh our guest today is none other than the man the Dreadnose.
1: hello <laughs> welcome buddy welcome man uh i gotta say When I first discovered you, and I think I can speak for a lot of the people watching and listening, it wasn't BFA actually, but the journey of Dreadnose starts way earlier. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure I speak for a lot of us mythic dungeon players that we have learned a lot from Dreadnose, from his tier list, from his guides. And man, I use the routes every week. Oh, (laughs) there you go. But okay, okay, okay. Enough talking from us. Let's let, let's let the men talk a little bit about himself. So for for, for the folks who don't know who you are, Dratnos, like, can you tell them what it is that you do? What is it with Dratnos? Uh,
2: yeah, so I started making content really in BFA, actually. So uh, mid-season one, I started putting dungeon routes for every dungeon up on Reddit. Yep. And then those uh, got picked up into like a Raider.io weekly article. And then I started making videos and streaming and stuff as well. And then since then, I've... Started writing, like, articles for Wowhead, and I casted the Race to World First, Complexity Limits Race to World First, uh, back in Nilotha in February, and then I casted the MDI this summer as well, so uh, things really spiraled up from, from there at the start a little less than two years ago.
1: Oh yeah, we're oh, yeah. we're gonna get into that spiral. Don't you worry, because uh, there, there's a lot a <laughs> lot behind uh, what what happened there. For yeah, sure. there are a lot
0: of things that I definitely am curious about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like uh, like Marcelin said, uh, your journey on on YouTube, because you know we're talking about here about WoW and everything, uh, started way before. And before we get into that, what I want to know is because um, I know I know your first WoW video, but exactly. <laughs> Uh, when did you start playing WoW? Like it doesn't have to be on YouTube and anything. And when did you either t- tell to yourself or said, "Okay, I want to take this a little bit uh, more seriously, maybe uh, progressive rating, progression rating, or whatever like that." Yeah, when, when was that? When did that happen? So I've been playing WoW on and off since patch two point one, as a Black Temple patch.
2: Mm. Um, that was I was very young back then. I was like thirteen. Started playing. On my on, you know, very bad computer. <laughs> um, reading creating for the whole expansion. So never never progressed past Karazhan. Uh, uh, except tank. for there were two easy bosses. There was like a there was one easy boss in Serpent Cavern, Lurker Below, and there was an easy boss in the in the Tempest Keep, Void Reaver. And so we'd go in and kill those each week as well, but none of the other bosses. So we just <laughs> left a little bit of loot. And uh that, that was my entire burning crusade. Then in Wrath of Lich King I played a little bit more. I was uh there like there were some summers in high school there where I was uh, I would braid quite a bit, but never really got too much into it, except maybe a little bit in ICC. And then between then and Legion, I kind of just casually played from like some patches I'd play, some patches I wouldn't. Uh, you know, level a guy up, maybe do a little bit of normal or heroic raiding. I never really played any kind of you know I never played challenge modes or yeah. uh, any of that kind of stuff. And then when Legion came out, uh, was nearing the end of my college you know, career, and I decided to play pretty seriously from when Legion hit, and I, that was when I started playing, I, you know, I was in a, a heroic guild for Emerald Nightmare, but by the time Trial of Valor came out, I was in a cutting-edge guild, and I've uh, stayed in a cutting-edge guild of one sort or another since then. Yeah, All right. yeah.
1: like, but, like, for, for, for the, the Mythic Plus, because, I don't know, for me, I always saw you as, you know, the go-to guy for the Mythic Plus. Was when, I mean, did you, when you first heard of the system, because you said you like kind of got back into it more seriously, I would say, or competitively in Legion, and that was the expansion that introduced the Mythic Plus system. Were you like one of the folks like us who were like super excited about it? Did that really take you in? It's like, okay, I'm doing raiding, but this Mythic Plus shit, this is the shit. <laughs> we, we, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mythic Plus is awesome. I, <laughs> I played it. That was how I got into it. So the first guild I got into that was a like, cutting-edge guild, how I jumped from a... Guild that couldn't kill Nithendra to a guild that had already killed Xavius. and Emerald right. Nightmare was uh it was from people I was playing Mythic Plus with that got me like a trial in yeah. in their cutting edge guild. Um, so yeah, Mythic Plus since the start I've i really liked it. I wasn't super, like serious about it in Legion. Like in Legion, you know, I would do I did I did a plus ten fairly early into the expansion, but not in the first couple months I don't think. Right. Uh, and then from there I I played it on and off throughout the expansion. I had guildies that were in the MDI. Uh, in Ooh. Legion but I myself didn't play and then starting in BFA I that was when I was playing a rogue at the start of BFA and it turns out the rogues were really good at the start of BFA and <laughs> happened since oh what they yeah,
1: yeah. yeah what a shock
2: <laughs> yeah so so that led to some of those guildies actually that had competed in the MBI in Legion uh, invited me to like push their own first 15 with them so we did that we got that um, with a and a tall bizarre run where we should, we pulled basically every pack that nobody ever pulls anymore. We went it was just complete opposite directions from that. Was what the start of an expansion was like. I'm really yeah. excited for Shadowlands to be like that again. Yeah, just yeah do the... stuff that we've realized in six months was completely wrong. It's 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 <laughs> um, a beautiful
1: thing to just you know get to explore and discover new stuff. That that's the beauty of it for sure. Definitely.
2: Yeah, it's great. I, I man, the start of an expansion is.
0: Uh, a really oh, yeah. good time for that kind of stuff.
1: Exciting times indeed.
0: Yeah, yeah you did. Uh, you did mention uh, playing rogue at the beginning of the BFA, and that's actually how I found you. Uh, <clears throat> I was getting into rogue, and I, I was looking on YouTube. It's like, oh, I, I want to know before we started because we do like class guides of our own now. It's more on the basics side, like nothing super, super advanced. Uh, but I was like, I, I want to know what rogue is played with because I never play rogue, and I think you're the only one that were that was doing PVE content in terms of like guides or. Uh, uh, at, at least strategies or tips and tricks. I don't know. I think I have saw all of your initial outlaw videos, uh, but I've seen you on in our videos and in our stream. You play other stuff. Like, what is your main? If you had to choose, what would be your main class or spec or whatever you want that w- you would just non twenty four seven nonstop play? It? Yeah. So at, at the
2: start of this expansion, it was I was like rogue only for the first year of the expansion. Um, it was good for everything I wanted to play. And uh, when I started making content, it was like a nice. It was nice to just have a, a main spec, uh, but then in what was a Crucible of Storms for Unat progression. Yeah, that was really really melee unfriendly. But, but when we reached not in particular, um, it was horrific to bring more than like a couple melee there because there was the the car crash mechanic where everybody yeah. would get their symbol above their head, and if you ran into somebody with a different symbol than you, it was over. Um, so we. You know, we quickly were cutting as many melees as we could from our roster. And simultaneously, Elemental Shaman on that fight were extremely strong, not just for damage. It was Elemental Shaman are really good at, like, priority damage funneling onto a target. And that fight had all these ads. you could put flame shocks on, do big damage to the boss from. But also, it had this mechanic where you would get this storm that you wanted to channel it for a tick so it would kill all the ads because the adds otherwise couldn't die. But you didn't want to keep channeling it for the full duration because it would do it would do reduce damage for your whole team so elemental shaman could channel it for a tick and then die and Ankh. Yep. so for that reason we were like okay elemental shaman really sick for this fight uh the world first guild that got that boss was pieces and they had like five elemental shaman it's a really good move for that fight we didn't have any on our roster so i switched to elemental shaman from melee for that boss and it worked out so well that i stayed elemental shaman throughout eternal palace it was less good of a tier for <laughs> Elemental Shaman than than Crucible was, but it was still fine. Yeah. Uh, and then moving into Nilotha, we had a a tank leave. Our raid times changed, didn't quite work out anymore. So uh, I switched to tank for Nilotha, and that is what I'm going to be doing in Shadowlands. Is what it currently looks like as well. So no. really, i I've, I've kind no. of I wouldn't describe myself as having a main class or role or anything now. I'm, I kind of just play. Any non-healer that uh, we need <laughs> for a raid.
1: What is it? They're like was like, this too is like, I'm going to play a healer. What is it about the healers, man? Why, why don't healers don't get any love? The
2: healers don't get any love. <laughs> the job is like it's three times harder than than any of the other roles for raiding right? and you right? also get all the blame when stuff goes wrong <laughs> way more often there's just no upside and a whole lot of downside to playing healer that's why nobody does it that's why by the way if, you, if you're a healer um, my guild's recruiting please send us an app be a healer sadly
1: <laughs> look it up look it up guys uh, but that being said you know we have all the love for the healers I mean you know we, we understand the struggle <laughs> okay. well our guild is has more healers than DPSers yeah it's fine we, we don't have an issue with that, but we're we're, we're like super hardcore heroic progression dreadnoughts. You, you you know anything about that?
2: Yeah, that, that was the guild. I was in a guild that was like that in uh, in Emerald Nightmare. That was we that was good time. we cleared through Xavius, and it took us a couple of weeks. And we, then we got Xavius down, and then we spent two hours on Mythic Nithendra and we decided we were never going to kill it, so we just left and we <laughs> never pulled Mythic bosses again. That was, that was the end of that.
1: I guess I guess that's the journey for a lot of the folks who like try to like step it up from heroic and uh, go into Mythic. It's it, it's beautiful when you look back. It's it's good stories and it's good experiences, nonetheless to share. Um, now, Dreadnoughts. In terms of of expansions, you you play since, since Burning Crusade*, but now I'm curious because it sounds like you played the the most competitive or most, the most serious in BFA. What would be your favorite expansion so far? Do you like BFA? So I think BFA gets a little bit more hate than it than it should, right? Uh, oh yeah, than it should. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, fundamentally, I think the most important things for World of Warcraft for for me to have fun or. Good dungeons, good raids, and then all the other kind of like whatever grindy AP system they put in, like those can those can be negative for an yeah. expansion. I think the AP grinds of both BFA and Legion had more bad than good, but they're a lot less important than are the raids fun, are the dungeons fun? And I yeah. think that in BFA, largely that was a success. I think Legion was maybe more successful uh, on that front. So Legion, also very good expansion, maybe better. Uh, yeah. But definitely, I, th- I think that the game is good recently and i'm i like it
1: it's like it's like i feel that in comparison to legion right cuz legion had the same grind in terms of you know the endless grind for artifact power but i think legion also had much more things to keep you uh not so focused on the grind bfa didn't have that i think that was the main main issue in terms of the scope and vision of the players like bfa yeah. just just had you listen you have to do this shut up while Legion was, hey, you have to do this, but look at all this other stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and when you got AP in Legion, you know, you'd unlock a trait in your artifact weapon, yeah. and like those artifact weapons, they were really cool. You had yeah. this big tree that you were filling out, and so if, even though you were grinding for the ap each of those individual steps felt pretty great to hit yes but in bfa you're just like ah my necklace is leveled up from 38 <laughs> to 39 this yeah, is a number fantastic <laughs> <It's, that's laughs> not too more there.
1: a bigger number whoo <laughs> yeah it's uh but one one thing that uh, is looking good uh, at least so far is that this whole borrowed power player power that we get from external sources in the game will be available from the get-go hopefully they'll not introduce anything more further down the ladder Shadowlands. What do you think about this? Do you think it's a good idea?
2: I, I wouldn't be surprised to see more complicated, you know, more stuff layered onto the game as the expansion progresses. But I do think that 9.0 is likely to be a lot less empty feeling than 8.0 was. Cause in 8.0 we had yeah. our base character kit and then like three pieces of azurite armor with one ring each right yeah. and so characters felt very unfinished at that time oh yeah i think going into Shadowlands, so yeah we're gonna have our covenant abilities we'll have our soulbind trees we'll have our legendaries on day one right or yeah. week one we'll get access to those things and so mm. yes i th- i think that Shadowlands is going to do a better job of hitting the ground running and not making the classes feel so barren yeah, at the blend, start
1: blend yeah that's a, that's what i always said about it, rob bfa it was that that feeling when you got max level Everything felt so hollow, especially your classes like, man, I mean you were because it was the difference between you coming from Legion and then from Legion to the prior expansions. you always got something at Max level to go towards to and felt that impact. BFA didn't have that. Uh, out of the yeah, main. BFA, you, you would
2: level up from 115 to 116 and your character would just get so much worse, all your legendaries <laughs> yeah. would turn off. I think that's why they're taking away corruption in the pre-patch rather than when we're leveling up. They don't, yeah. they don't want that hate
0: to be put onto Shadowlands. Exactly. They want to just get it out of the way now, rip yeah, it off. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's not forget, I mean, if you were a Shadow Priest... Or any kind of shaman that was not resto. And you came into BFA, you came with like Ian telling you, yeah, we we didn't have time for you guys, so sorry. (laughs) It was a pain. Uh, I remember the time where Resto Shaman was doing more damage than Elemental in dungeons. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: see, that's not normal. That that shouldn't happen. And I think I think uh, at the very end of it, Shadowlands is looking a lot better already. Judging by what we got into in the Alpha and the Beta, yeah. whatever the negati- negativity is still going around because we're always going to have negativity, negativity, and outrage and cancel or <laughs> whatever. Shadowlands is going to be a better expansion, hands down. Yeah, yeah I, I have no doubt. Uh, there's doubt about it. Okay, well, uh, my friends, we talked enough about World of Warcraft and expansions and all that nonsense. Let's get into a little bit more behind the camera, behind the scenes, all, the, all of that uh, juicy stuff, the, the things that I like most in these podcasts. So, uh, Dreadnose, in the beginning, you mentioned that you really started to, uh, you know, do content creation more seriously or, I don't know, more, let's say, more structured or with a goal from uh, started with BFA, However, we have done a little bit of digging up, and the channel, the YouTube channel of Dreadnos, <laughs> first of all, is, I believe, eight or nine, nine years, years old. old.
0: It's, it's turning nine, I actually remember, it's turning nine in like almost a month and a little bit, right?
1: Yes. And I have to oh, say, no. as, as a, uh, Dratnos as a Minecraft enthusiast myself... <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta see i putting old cameras on Fuck it. it's, it's, no, this is precious dude, dude Drenos, let me tell you my friend I took when I was working night shifts uh, at Xbox I took my, my laptop with me and I played Minecraft the whole night it's a beautiful game so guys but I'll, I'll Drenos, what, what made you start your YouTube channel and probably thinking about a future YouTube career with Minecraft
2: yeah, so I was in high school. I was—I don't know—I I don't know why I started. It. I just—I thought it'd be fun. That was like the the golden age of let's plays when yes. everybody w- everybody was doing those. And so I I started up you know some Minecraft, some modded Minecraft let's plays, and made a YouTube channel, and it went actually fairly well. But then I went on to college and didn't really. Well, I, I moved. I went to college, and then I my first couple semesters I was in a dorm room with like three other people, so it was not feasible to record right, stuff right, right. from there basically <laughs> ever. So I just kind of let the channel. Uh, go into hibernate mode until I decided to revive it uh, in BFA when I decided I, I wanted to have money, but I did not want to work. So I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I That's- found content creation as an as a alternative provided. It is obviously work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, there's there's yeah, a, lot of, a lot of effort that goes into this, but it, it was the most tolerable
1: work I could come up with. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think you realize by now that you know that the amount of work sometimes that has to be put in is sometimes even more than you would at a nine to five. Uh, especially when you, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a different kind as well. Cause like you're kind of always, you know, at the end of the day, if if there's a video that needs to get done or whatever, there's work that needs to get done. You kind of, you don't have the normal nine to five thing where at five you get to go home right you, you uh-huh. just you got to do it right you got yeah. you got you to spend however long it needs and so on some days you're just uh yeah, yeah. you're busy for like 18 hours doing stuff
0: exactly exactly <laughs> no yeah oh i have I have, actually I have a personal question because this is like cl- really close to my heart but uh you did start with minecraft and uh you dabbled in i don't know at least a few other games of one of them was starcraft 2 and that's that that holds a big place in my heart can you Tell me a little bit, or tell, tell everybody who's watching and listening a little bit about your StarCraft Two. Uh, like, why did you get into it? Did you find it appealing? Like, what was the purpose of even making v- videos about StarCraft?
2: I played very little StarCraft, I think. Just just like, a, if I put it on YouTube, I actually don't even remember putting any YouTube videos up about it. I, <laughs> oh, no. I have played StarCraft Two, but I, I only, I don't think I have that many hours in that game. It's a game that I've actually, I've watched a lot of StarCraft content, yeah. But I haven't actually, it's one of those games I've watched more content of than I've played it. You know, I've watched uh, like day nine dailies back oh, in the day. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's some quality, you know, second screen monitor yeah, stuff to watch. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like it from a, I don't know, I, I like thinking about game design stuff. And I, I like the way that Starcraft has managed that, like balancing in a pretty tight range, three different races that all do very different stuff and trying to make, you know, a, a nine, all those nine different matchups fair yep. and fun it's a very exciting challenge but I, I i have never really been good enough at it to actually like understand
0: <laughs> all that much about it no i was that was the time when i was really into a StarCraft. that took a break from wow for a lot of years and uh when starcraft 2 came out i was like super into, those, heavy into starcraft dana and everything i was watching all that shit
1: <laughs> man uh, it's oh, one 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 thing uh, i mean okay uh starting with Minecraft, that's one thing but you know, again, I will defend Minecraft here. I still believe it's a, a really creative game and it can really disconnect you from anything uh, as, as much as any other game could do. Um, and you did pull, put out a lot of videos on Minecraft for a lot of the, the, the years. Uh, I know you mentioned you, you uh, kind of uh, took a break and you, after you finished college, you decided, okay, Let's make this happen. Let's uh, let's start off a, co- a career on this, and it does show. Like when you started back in BFN, and I think it was somewhere in, in November when you put out a, a video on a plus nineteen on a rogue or something, if I remember correctly. That uh, sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, your your stuff really took off. I mean, from there it was sky's the limit. And one of the things, apart from getting more and more numbers each time, I know. At some point, you got recommended into my YouTube feed. I was like, "Hey, who, who, who's this?" So, who, the plus. But then you got to to cast uh, uh, the the, um, uh, the the world first uh, uh, and um, the MDI. How did that came to be? Uh, can you? Because we asked Nagura too about this. How did that happen? Like, who? If you can talk about it, of course.
2: Yeah, I think I could talk. I mean, uh, there's obviously some stuff that I can't talk about. Sure. Uh, but I could talk about most of it. Um, so, like, I, I started casting. I kind of had wanted to do casting for quite a long time. You know, I, I always thought I, I thought I thought it would be something that would be fun to do. Um, yeah. So, I casted the actually the uh, Keystone Masters tournament. Which, if you guys haven't heard about Keystone Masters, it's a it's this great like community driven Mythic Plus tournament. There's actually one coming up this month uh, that I'll be casting that one as well. But
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, we know about Keystone Masters. Friends.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really cool a really cool. Yeah. You know community thing um about like a year maybe a year and a half ago i casted one of those that was the first time i got to cast anything um and that was that went really well that was really fun uh, so i'm not sure if it was that or just the general content but i, I you know i've been i started making a podcast with Tettles who is uh, an mdi caster as well uh and through all this I, I i was kind of trying to angle my way into getting into casting or at least being around and being something being somebody who'd be considered you know i, I tried to make it clear i was interested in, in trying that out uh, and then I think it was, I think that, so I'm not really a hundred percent sure how, who, you know, got me asked to do it for the, uh, complexity limit race to world first. But I think, I think their guildmaster maximum is a likely candidate. Cause I, I think he's, uh, yeah. I, I think I owe him a lot of, a lot of credit for like asking them to get me to cast there. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, then I, I got to cast that. And from there, I think that was what got me to then get to cast the MBI was, uh, people's seeing the casting there and thinking it was. Good enough.
1: Well, definitely. I mean, you did, you did an amazing job. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the energy, you know, the commentary, you know, two, two little pauses in between. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Plus, you know, the, the voice also is important. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm more curious on how did the conversation start? I mean, uh, when you you probably got reached out by, by Blizzard or something, how did that conversation go? Like, hey, hello there. Would you be interested in doing this for us? Or how did it go?
2: Yeah, you know, like, hey, we saw your cast in this event or whatever you know you want to have a conversation about maybe casting the mdi um and that
1: went from there it's like uh because um did did you have to do like a trial run um prior to like being accepted or something like that because i know i'm asking because nagura says so nagura was actually trialed before you know Oh, interesting yeah i don't
2: i think that mostly just like the first time i was casting was most of a trial run i don't know i mean it, it was a when when I started casting, it was this very, this time, big upheaval because initially the MDI that I, I cast, the first one I cast, was that was going to be a live event, right? We were going to go to a studio, but all of that got thrown into flux by the, this global pandemic. So oh. there were just a bunch of factors that we were all kind of working from home and setting it up remotely and everything. And yeah. uh, that, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been different if it had been like, I, I don't know if there would have been more of a trial period that there were rehearsals. Yeah. Uh, for for it but uh, I guess it was mostly just the first the first weekend, which <laughs> for the first weekend of the remote production. My my microphone sounded awful as well, and there was nothing I could. It was not my microphone. It was just like the the you know the setup we were using to record remotely. I have the same microphone that I've always used here, a <laughs> high quality one. And uh, So <laughs> I was I was really stressed about that the first uh, the first weekend the first MDI cast I did. I was like, ah, oh, this is awful. Everybody's gonna hate me. But it was okay. It was okay. No, you okay, it, it got did, better.
1: You did you did it great, and uh, it, it's it's cool like to have. I always felt like when whenever Blizzard reach out to to content creators or active people in the you know online uh, sphere from World of Warcraft, they reach out to them to get them involved in in, in Blizzard competitions and stuff. I think that's amazing. I think. For the most part, that's the people you would want to do commentaries and casting over these competitions, right? It's it's a beautiful thing, and you did fine, man. Uh, the, uh, sound wise, it was it was okay. Stressing out too much about it, <laughs> or you were yeah. There's out too I
2: much mean, there's, I, I tried. I, I try to never stress about stuff. It's it's. Uh, it was cool. It's usually not useful, but it's sometimes unavoidable.
0: don't <laughs> know, no, it's uh, it was it was really cool, man, and uh, it was actually very inspiring because uh, casting stuff is uh, also one of my. Uh, let's say items on my bucket list and i always wanted to do that ever since the starcraft two days so it was really cool seeing There's like oh my mom, my boy dad Dreadnoughts is casting the world the uh, world race that was so cool oh yeah <clears throat> uh, oh yeah I, I i remember that i wanted to ask you something about this because uh, we were talking about your uh, your youtube and um you did start with minecraft and did a, lo- a lot of other games but you did also start with the uh, wow well, i think it was cataclysm your first video and oh i don't know why i'm putting your face there man i'm the one talking <laughs> hello um <laughs> And I remember this because it was very specific. Uh, I I think in the video you introduced WoW to your audience and uh, you said something like uh, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, What was it again? It's it's a very addictive game and if you play it it, it will eat thirty-three percent of your uh I had to recently, <laughs> recently check it. Thirty-three percent of your of your daily times like that's so specific. Yeah, it's
1: Very specific. Uh, yeah
0: <laughs> I, I've run the numbers again, that was an underestimate. It, it's more than 33%. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, you know, it's, it's it's a ballpark number. What do you want? But uh, what what I was curious about is what do you think of that statement now in like like 2020 BFA, close to Shadowlands kind of stuff? Like, what do you think of that? Telling that to somebody that hasn't played yet. Wow.
2: I th- I think that it, it really depends. Like, it's it's not. There are some games that have this characteristic of being able to like capture all your time, and then there are people that have the characteristic of being able to have all their time captured by a video game. Right. And I'm very much one of those people. There, you know, if a game is works well for me, there's a good chance that I will play it 16 hours a day until I'm done playing it. And uh, it's not just a World of Warcraft thing. But World of Warcraft is definitely very good at that. So would I say uh, if you have an addictive personality, is there a chance that you'll, you know, be be compelled to play World of Warcraft 16 hours a day, all day, every day? Absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, it is one, of, true, one of several games out there that that can do that to you. Um, so I don't know if that happens, you know, you, you, one, you could lose your job, lose all your friends, or you could just just turn it into a job, turn it into being a content creator and or being, you know, a professional player of some sort. Uh, but honestly, I'm not sure how good advice that is because <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot harder to do that and there's a lot more people that want to do it than actually end up, you know, having the combination of skill and luck to have it work out. So uh, yeah, be careful. If, if you've got an addictive personality, definitely be careful with, with World of Workout. But I don't know, who's watching this video that doesn't already play it, right? So yeah, you know, yeah
0: all, you're talking to, trouble, the, right? to the right people here, <laughs> man. It's, it's fine. Preaching, preaching to the choir. Um, yeah, now I, want, I wanted to uh, specifically touch on this as well because I've also been watching your Titan podcast. Not as much recently, we've been like super busy with with, with beta and everything. Like everybody. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, apparently. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I know Tettles, we actually collaborated with Trell on our Brewmaster video, that was really cool. Uh, but I'm, I was also very curious, how did the Titan Forge podcast start? I know that uh, sometimes you host an episode, sometimes Tettles hosts an episode on on you guys' channel. Uh, I'm not sure if there's like the rule of, for that one, one time you, one time him. I didn't actually check to see if Trell has that. So I, I always thought that it was like the three of you, but from what you're telling me, it's just Dish, you, and Tettles. So how, what's the story of the Titan Forge po- podcast episode one?
2: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Teddles and I were talking, I forgot what started us talking, but we we're talking about like potentially collaborating on some video. And then I, I posed the idea of like, I wanted to start a world of Warcraft podcast because I felt like there was kind of an open space for a high end PvE world of Warcraft, you know, weekly podcast. Um, there was some stuff in the, in the space at the time, but it was not as focused in that, in that area. Um, and so I, f- I felt like there was space for us to do something cool there. Uh, background here as well as that i i had some podcasting experience i'd been doing a magic the gathering podcast still Ooh, have actually uh-huh. i still do one of those um, Tell us
1: more uh-huh. yeah
2: so because I, I that was one of the games i was playing when i when when i was in college i got into magic the gathering as well so i was i've was played a lot of that uh and so i did a podcast there but the thing in magic the gathering is of the top like few hundred players in magic the gathering every single one of them basically has a high-end magic the gathering podcast as well there's just <laughs> there's 30 podcasts out there for high-end <laughs> magic the gathering and there's like there's none in World of Warcraft besides with, with a couple of with a couple of small exceptions. There are a lot of World of Warcraft kind of more broad, you know, community based podcasts that are fantastic, but there aren't really ones that go in every week and talk about like the new high end news, right? Or the you know dungeon strategies, raid strategies, class balance, those those kinds of uh, topics as like a, a, a sole or primary focus. So I felt like that would be something cool to have. So I was talking to Teddles, and uh, he was kind of excited by the idea as well. So we started. Uh, we started thinking about it. Decided we wanted to to have a third person. Trell was the first person we asked. We we had a, a nice long brainstorm, long list of people that uh, we thought would maybe be worth reaching out to. Uh, we prepared for a lot of them to you know say no, and then first person we asked, Trel, uh, was absolutely down. So, uh, which is a really great. I'm really glad that worked out because I think Trel really balances out Teddles and I in, in a, <laughs> a lot of ways on the show. Um, and so we started doing a weekly podcast, and we've done it pretty much every week. We've, you know, we missed a couple for. I've uh, the world first or MDI stuff when that comes around. But, uh, otherwise we're, we've done a pretty good job of hitting every week. And, uh, for your question about why it's on, whose channel it's on, we, we did it on my channel for the first year. And then we've been doing it on Ted's channel and we'll move it over to I've, my computer's always the one that's streaming it. But, uh, I, I think just moving it around between the three of our channels is nice, but not, you know, you want to move it around often enough that kind of everybody's channel gets some love, Yeah. but not too often that the viewers don't know where to go every single week. So I think switching it around like once per year is what I want to try, but I don't know, I'm open to ideas. There's no, no yeah. hard rules there.
1: <laughs> it's an interesting strategy, actually, uh, uh, especially because there's just three of you out there. Um, it, it's definitely, I think you were right uh, to, to pinpoint this, as in terms of World of Warcraft-specific podcast, I don't remember any, anything being high-end, at least, right, uh, Pv, uh, And it was was a, a good, let's say, spot in, in the market, and you guys filled it out like marvelously slow. It's beautiful. I, I, it's, yeah,
2: I mean, I, don't, I think there's more space. I think I think more people could get into it. If, if anybody's out there, like, I, I know Pieces did their thing recently. They're, yeah, they started something, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peace of Mind or whatever, the yeah. that thing. I think that's awesome, you know, rating focus thing. I don't know if yeah. it's, it's planning to be weekly or anything, but uh, I think there's way more space to be to be still filled here. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it's awesome. I, I, I'm really glad with how, how Forge Podcast has grown since we started it. and So it's um, a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's it's grown. Uh, it definitely has grown, and also like like your channel too. Uh, again, uh, I'm taking always the liberty to to look a little bit into the background. I look go on Social Blade, and I'm looking at the the channels. You know how they, they perform, and I don't know if you did that for your channel on Social Blade, but you cannot. You probably know better than anyone. Like since when you started, you know uh, in BFA with YouTube stuff, and you know making uh, the the guides and the the cheer list. Like the channel went. Th- and speaking of tier uh, lists, um, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, I hope this is not a trade secret or whatever, but can you detail or, or you know, the research and, and process that goes into making a, a cool tier list video? How does that work? It's
2: okay, so, so step one has got to be about a topic that I feel confident enough that my opinion has is like founded to actually put out that kind of video. Cause it's yeah. so like, for instance, I haven't been putting out shadowlands tier list yet. Other people have, but like, I haven't been playing that much beta aside from raid testing. Right. Um, Cause beta is in, in general. I, I don't really enjoy just like doing all the world of Warcraft stuff and not getting to keep any of the things on my character and just having to do it again uh, when it actually comes out for real. So e- even though I, you know, it'd be good to make beta content. I, it's not something that's particularly fun for me. So I have decided to mostly not do it. Um, and I don't want to just put out random tier lists with, I, obviously there's a lot of mistakes that go into them a lot of places of disagreement that can always happen but i want to at least have the starting point of it being something that i feel confident you know sharing my opinion on um so i you know it's like mythic plus in season three season four season two were all things that i felt like i was enough of an expert to to give a reasonable tier list on uh so then i you know i'd shop it around send it to a couple of people be like hey you know what do you think of this tier list is there anything egregious in here um and sometimes i do that sometimes i wouldn't uh but sometimes i'd take good i'd get some good feedback about some spec that i've misplaced but at the end of the day no matter what you do with one of those tier lists there's always something horribly wrong about it there's you know there's <laughs> some spec that you put in the wrong tier and uh and whatever youtube video you put up 99 percent of comments are always going to be pointing out the most obvious mistake and there's just there's no way you can clear all the obvious mistakes there's always going to be one of them so i oh, yeah. uh, can't you can't stress out too much about it uh, and then yeah you just make the video you go you get your tier list you plonk all your specs onto it it's a a nice mix of, I don't know, what I realized when I put up the tier list is that a lot of people watch tier list videos. That you put the words tier list in your video and like twice yeah. as many people click on it. So uh, that was when I started being like, okay, hey, wow, this is cool. Can I make more of these? <laughs> All right, let's make, for, uh, let's make one for this. Let's make one where I just rank the affixes in terms of how well designed I think they are. Let's, let's just go, you know, a tier list, tier list, tier list, tier list. That was fun. Uh, very very good way to, yeah, to form some extra views.
1: <laughs> like the, you, you found the secret sauce. You know, just start using it on all the dishes. It's fine, man. <laughs> you know, keep keep oh, the yeah. hustle going. But uh, actually,
0: yeah, I, I was I was about to say that uh, oh. I was I obviously watched all of your tier lists. <laughs> yeah, it's there's basically this, there's, there's all like a, of them. <laughs> there's like an attractive appeal about a tier list because your knowledge can either be validated or improved. Right? It's like, oh, oh, arcane mage is not number one. Fuck! I've made the wrong spec. What a shock!
1: No, but it's yes. cool.
2: It's tough because there's a lot of, like, people are really attached to the specs they play in a lot of cases. So, like, oh, yeah. when, you, when you wade into the ranking of specs space, there's a lot of hate that will will uh, come your way if, Ooh, you ever, yes. if you ever decide to do that from, you know, whatever spec you put in the lower tiers, there's, there's going to be people who uh, either they, that's not been their experience, which is totally valid, or they disagree with your methodology, which is also totally valid, or they just don't really... They're not really thinking about it that way they just they they opened up that video and they were hoping to see their spec at the top and then they're mad when it's not right and they they post an angry comment
0: <laughs> did you have anybody happens, you know did you have anybody tell you as a man sub is so good this guy out dps me in like a couple of dungeons <laughs> Yeah, I, I had I had
2: somebody accuse me of being a balanced druid main who had never played elemental shaman when I rated like balanced druid above elemental shaman a couple a couple seasons ago, <laughs> um, in, in a season when I was maining elemental shaman and had never played balanced druid. Um, so yeah, you got all kinds of weird stuff. It's
1: uh, it, it's it's part of the trade, man. You know, getting getting all the cards. Yeah. But I, I think it's. You know, this is something really, really important uh, that you mentioned that after, like, if you decide on a topic that you feel confident talking about when making a tier list, you also throw it around to get some feedback on it. I think that's really important because if you are in contact with, I don't know, people that are more or less uh, experienced or more author- authoritarian in their fields, metric Plus guys or, you know, class guides or whatever It it really helps out to get that feedback and get some validity to what you're talking about. I know this is something that we also strive for a lot when we do in our guides, you know, always getting feedback from, from from the dudes from the class discords and making sure everything is proofread. And I think it's important, right, because you are putting some information there that it may, if you don't do your proper research and get the proper feedback, you you may be putting out some stupid, uninformed, bad things. And people <laughs> may flock to that. So it's really cool that you get that.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's important to try to not be wrong. And I mean, uh, you know, I don't think you can be scared of creating content because there will be things that are wrong in it. Like that, no matter what you do, there's oh, yeah. going to be, there's going to be things that you end up being wrong about. But it, I think it's important to make an effort to try and you know when it when you hit that upload button that to the best of your knowledge, you, you put up something that you'd stand behind, and obviously, comments will come in with good takes, and that's that's good. Um, it's, that's I don't actually- know I, I think that it's it's that pursuit of information that's important for the like you're yeah. trying you're trying to expand the knowledge base. There's always some degree of like of blame for like the tier lists get a lot of a lot of hate for this is the reason I can't get invited on on such and such spec, which I, I definitely empathize with that situation. Uh, you know, not being able to get invited based on the spec you play is It's a rough place to be. Um, I feel like it happened pre tier list. I think I think that was a big phenomenon <laughs> of course it as well happened, man. like i don't I don't think that uh, I don't think that the people who are who are discriminating based on spec are really that much seeking that kind of information anyways, but yeah. it's definitely a common a common complaint about them is that is that people feel like that that sort of mindset is what leads to not getting invited based on spec which i don't know for me it's tough because like i obviously i I don't i don't know how everybody else uses tier list but for me i I, i'm always looking to play with you know anything that i don't play with a lot because i want to learn more about how it how it works and uh expand the knowledge as much as possible so okay well
1: let's let's uh let's be frank here um i haven't watched all the tier list videos but i did watch a lot of them from yourself and uh, correct me if i'm mistaken but i do believe you mentioned in a lot of these tier lists that hey any spec can do this up until this point this tier list is based on you know pushing higher and higher and, higher. and also when you like i remember when you did uh a tier list for like specs like dps specs or whatever uh you always find you know positive things about the space that don't perform as good or whatever and I, you know i cannot not be biased i was always looking for okay what is trend is going to say about red paladins let's see he's going to mention the fact that we're going to do some super heels with walk he's going to mention that we can you know do bop something and stuff like that so it's i think that people that are are, are saying that hey man this is the reason the tier list is the reason i'm not getting invited it's uh it's it's a bit untrue because again as you put it i don't think the people that are playing those dungeons at a high level are necessarily looking at tier list videos in the first place so oh yeah
0: yeah we get we get a lot of a lot of people like that in uh, in our uh, little stream as well and uh <clears throat> i made the points like because uh, we get people like can you make a tier list for tanks in mythic plus it's like there's people who do that way better out there. But uh, it's all about community perception. And uh, it's and I've struggled this because I actually uh, first kind of hit this concept when, uh, when I was super, super deep into StarCraft II. Like super hardcore deep into StarCraft II. Uh, the top thing, the, the, the 1% type performance can only be done like by a few people. You can maybe count them on one or two hands. So if you look at tier list, like at least objectively... Empirically analyzed tier lists. They're done at like the most, like ideally the most well, yeah, scrutinous type of analysis. So yeah, if you if you look at, oh, number one is rogue. I'm only going to be playing with rogues right now. Yeah, you're not, probably you're not number one. The chances are that we're kind of like a little bit on the average side. And I know I've played with survival hunters who have me, um, <laughs> obviously off stream and off camera. nobody wants to see that. <laughs> as soon as that starts happening that's when you gotta
2: you gotta cut the stream right you should, yeah, oh my internet uh, <laughs> sorry guys back tomorrow <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah, yeah, yeah i mean uh, it's tough because there, there's kind of it's not like balance doesn't affect you if you're doing a, a weekly 15 key right like if if you were playing an affliction warlock in bfa you felt it at kind of any key level like yes you could out dps somebody else in a 15 if you were a lot better than them or a lot more geared than them but there were some pretty big spec disparities and between specs that you absolutely would feel it even below the level where it meant that maybe the Keystone's impossible um, or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, so to some extent, it's it's you know community perception drives invites, but also to some extent, Mythic Plus in particular compared to Raid, there the balance is often often quite untouched for a whole expansion. Uh, Affliction Warlock is, is I think a good example of this, where all of BFA it's been it's been rough out there you know it was good in legion looks like it's gonna be good in shadowlands again but you know i think legitimately good advice if you were somebody who was playing an affliction lock in bfa and you you wanted to push high keys is you kind of got to choose one of those two things right like you're you're not gonna have success hard trying like trying to force your way into the the bleeding edge keys as an affliction warlock it's it's yeah. It's going to be good. like three times harder. It's the, it's the kind of thing that is like a, it's a project I'd recommend doing after you've done it on a meta spec maybe. And and then, yeah. you, you know, then you have uh, a network built up that knows that you're good. And, um, you know, by playing these, you know, better specs, the specs that everybody thinks is better. You, you're you also kind of signaling to the groups that are looking at you that you're more serious about the game, right? You get very little information about somebody when they're signing up to your group, you get uh, their item level, their radar IO score and the spec they're playing. Right. And so given those pieces of information, you you make the best choice you can as a group leader. And if you see somebody who's playing something that uh, is, you know, there are not that many specs that are like definitely wrong. But when you see one that's on that on that list as a group leader, it's, that's that's what leads to people not getting invited. Um, and it's yep. not like those are it's not like people get the perception of Affliction Lock being a, a wrong spec i keep saying affliction lock here i i love my ult in, in, in legion i'm gonna play a lot of it in shadowlands i'm sure um just, i think it was just the most egregious example of like a spec that was, was badly all, tuned I, I all, I B, all yeah. of bfa um if you were in that situation like you just you you were getting not invited not because the community like people watched videos where affliction locks were rated low it's because people did keys with affliction locks and even if you played with a great affliction lock they were struggling to do close to the same damage as everybody else so you know the 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 meta comes from a place, right? It's, it's not like we just randomly pick some specs to to play all expansion. You know, sometimes we miss stuff, but for the most part, at the start of an expansion, at the start of a patch, everybody tries everything and, and what sticks is what we stick with.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is true. And yeah, you kept saying Affliction Warlock, but it's like the best example for BFA. Like Affliction Warlock pretty much was shit all through BFA, hands down, in all content, all content.
0: It was good in Raid, it was good oh, in Raid. It was, it was actually good in Raid. I, I ah, come in, on, and,
1: come on. I mean, that, we, we, we're talking about this stroke here. Is there <laughs> any, any competition?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I, I think a fair analysis is to look at class prior to the corruption vendor. I think that being so. able to stack yeah. nine times the same corruption is... Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, the, the nice thing about that is
2: that if you're a good Affliction Lock you know you can stack nine great corruptions and you're gonna blast those people that don't do that right you're gonna you're gonna blast the you know the meta spec that doesn't actually engage the corruption vendor and like make their character op so mm. you could kind of bridge the gap more but you know it's you get to a key level where you're up against uh you're up against other people that are also doing that and then, again the gap widens back up
0: yeah yeah at that, at that point we're, we're talking like super If if we're talking about competitive uh play and what i mean competitive i mean you know world 100 world 1000 i mean you probably know there's always going to be one thing that's a little bit better and if you want to be better than 99 percent of the people you're just going to play that one thing that's better i mean that's not something new that's not something related to wow so yeah i, I the meta does come from some form from a place and at this this point hopefully it doesn't come in challenge it's just design wise i don't think yeah but i think that's a really important thing is that you can there's always going to be a best spec, right? There's always
2: there's always going to be that one that people people is the best. Maybe there will be one or two that are close enough, but like the most important thing is that the gap between the best and the worst is is smaller, right? You you make it so that yeah. you don't have this fire mage to affliction lock level a chasm between specs that we have right now. I think tanks right now are a pretty good example of this, where like on, on the live servers, yeah, Protwar is the best tank, but any tank can do. Within like two or three key levels of Prop Warrior and be fine with with corruption. Yeah. Um, whereas with DPS, it's you know eight key levels separates <laughs> fire mages from blocks.
0: True. True. What, what what's arcane mage? <laughs> uh,
2: so, somewhere down there as well. The Arcane's a little bit trickier because there's there's this is always true whenever there's these specs that are like a spec that is a worst spec of a class is that we actually don't know how high those mages would be that choose to play fire if they chose to play arcane, right? Like, oh, yeah, because because yeah. fire is better, the better players play fire. And so you don't really get to, you get a disproportionate gap between fire and the other mage specs. It yeah, makes it really hard to tell actually how good Frost and Arcane is. Yeah,
0: indeed. indeed. The good mages will always play, not play Arcane.
1: Oh, uh, right, you, you World of Warcraft <laughs> nerds. It, it, it's always like the passion always co- kicks us back into World of Warcraft. Hey, listen, I want to know if knows ever goes to vacations. How about that? Do you ever do you go to vacation do you relax man and if you if you okay excluding this whole pandemic situation okay uh if you did like go to vacations like what was the coolest place you've ever been to Or I've been I've
2: been to a couple of different places around around the world you know mostly with family mostly to visit family uh I got family in like Scotland that
1: I've Ooh, uh, I've been there Oh Scotland so you're you're you have scottish origins is that what you're saying? yeah scottish
2: english irish just kind of all over the Hello. all over the
1: british isles uh, i love this um, stuff okay
2: yeah uh would, would i where would i choose to go if i if like if i got a vacation right yeah. now well i've kind of i kind of been on vacation for uh, <laughs> for the past like month I, I i don't know i mean i've been doing some content but I, i've been really really you're dialing it back you know <laughs> charging up the tanks for Shadowlands. And even if there wasn't a pandemic, I think what I would do is sit in my house <laughs> in, my, in my underwear playing video games off stream. <laughs> all day.
1: That's, pro- that's how you do it, boys. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh what would what would be like the coolest place you ever visited, apart from Scotland and Ireland and England? Was there any?
2: Hmm. I've been to let's see, I've been to Belgium. That was uh, that's a nice place. Yeah. They have these shops where there's uh, actually I don't know where the two of you reside, but in Belgium there's these shops with uh, like they're all about fries and it's just fries and like forty seven different sauces. You just go in, you get fries, and you put different sauces on it. That was a that was a great. A great concept that I think we really... <laughs> actually, first of all, I'm surprised we don't have it here in America because I think it would succeed here.
1: It would but succeed, yeah. yeah. We I, <laughs> have we, it here, I too.
2: would like it if it were here. I actually,
0: actually, did hurt here. We, we
1: have it here, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's exactly the same concept. It's, you know, fries and a lot of different sauce. You can choose a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, spicy wings if you want to, or but, but it's mainly fries. Uh, this fries in in their own, how do you call it, their outside crust, whatever. Uh, what's it in English? Peel the peel, yeah. There's there's like completely dried out. There's big ones, there's small ones, there's swirly ones. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we, we we have that is, is that we have like that. right here, yes? You would, oh, want-
0: yeah, because I because I got I got sausages from
1: that place. <laughs> I know Belgium, but you're talking about Belgium and fries. What about Belgium and chocolate?
2: Yeah, not not bad there as well. <laughs> Definitely chocolate. I don't know. The thing about chocolate is, I'm just I'm happy to have kind of any chocolate. I, I don't really. Like I appreciate good chocolate, but I'll also just bad chocolate. I'll also yeah, just okay. So
1: you're not pretentious if it's if it's <laughs> no. decent, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're we're sort of the same here. Uh, uh, did you like? I know you didn't mention this, but I'm curious. Like in between high school and college, did you ever have like any job or part time job or whatever, or was YouTube the only thing? Like after college, let's do this and that's it.
2: I, I've had a little bit of various gaming related. Uh, like I. I was a Magic: The Gathering judge for a while, which oh, is what? where you just uh, you you know when people play the tournaments. So I played some tournaments. I played a lot of tournaments myself. I I, I played on Magic Pro Tour a little bit, um, but I was also a judge where there'd be events and you would just go and you'd get you get paid to know the rules and you know handle rules disputes between people playing Magic tournaments. Oh, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that I was I made a little money in college from that. Um, ran I you know ran some kind of like local esports events and sort of a uh organizer moderator capacity um made a little money from that but mostly no i just kind of i was kind of in college and then i was out of college and then i was out of money and i was a wow youtuber
0: so <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's how
1: it goes boys <laughs> it's right. one,
0: of, one of the happiest transitions uh, i have heard and uh, man i really i really i knew i knew that you were doing magic before i, I don't know how this slipped because I'm, I'm a magic fan as well uh, I actually been only to one tournament, but I wanted to get into it. It's just that uh, here in Romania, it's really, it's a really expensive hobby. Uh, especially since so I didn't really have any any friends that played Magic. So it was always online and meeting new people. That was kind of
1: cool. I play Hearthstone from time to time. Does that count?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I, I, I played Hearthstone as well. I
2: played, I played a lot of that when it was, uh, and not recently, but like the first the two first or three time. years of Hearthstone.
1: Yeah. The golden yeah, it days. Was, uh, yeah. Those are good times. It yeah. was beautiful times, man. Did you get into the, the beta? or did you play it after it released officially?
2: I played it, yeah, when it released officially. So from vanilla Hearthstone through like, I like think the Grand Tournament yeah. uh, was like a was route when I was most playing.
1: I think the, the best times of Hearthstone were, were those.
0: Yeah, I think, I think I had the most amount of fun in Hearthstone before they added Wild. I think that's
1: mm-hmm. kind of sums it up yeah. for me. It's, a, it's good, but uh, you, you mentioned that you're, you're like from some Scottish, English, Irish, Irish origins. It's like you, were you born there and then your family moved here cuz i i'm not recognizing any sort of accent whatsoever so i'm just assuming stuff right now how what is the story behind Scotland England and Ireland do you pick up fights in bars or oh yeah do you get drunk <laughs> 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 um no
2: i i sit in front of my computer and play video games <laughs> all day um, no, i was i was born here but my parents my parents had emigrated here not that long before i was born so I, ah, okay, I, okay. I actually had a pretty thick accent when I was growing up, and even if you go back to those early Minecraft YouTube videos, there's, you know, so there's still some oh, of that audible that. there, but
1: it's a now kind of bit.
2: it's to mellowed out. I got a
1: yeah, I mean, I noticed, but it, accent. it's a little bit. I didn't really feel it that much. Like now that you mention it, sure. But I was, nah. well, you, I'm guessing you still have uh, a lot of relatives over there. I mean, do you, do you guys like go for Christmas and stuff over there, or how how does that that work? When do you visit?
2: Yeah, ho- holidays or you know in the summer. Um I, I kind of just tag along, you know. My my parents will be like, "Hey, we're we're gonna go visit," so and so you know, do you want to come? And I'll be like, "Sure." <laughs> yeah, with
1: that with that enthusiasm, sure. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, or oh. to be like,
2: oh, oh, there's a new raid coming out. Uh, sorry, I'm busy with the uh, work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is work mom what do you don't understand it is work actually it's uh, yeah. it, it, it's something that people should should start realizing at the end of the day yes sure it starts off as you know this oh this amazing thing I can do I'm passionate about the game you know I have a webcam I have a microphone let's uh, start doing it but once you really start doing it and it becomes something you know that, that sustains you it is work. It is a lot of work. I think we stress this out in all of the podcasts. It, it is all. And on that front, I know you took like a, let's say let's say a little break, or you know you chilled out till like in the last month. But like during BFA, how did the whole process of making videos work for you? Like the whole thing. Did you have like a schedule? I don't know, some sort of structure, or was it more freestyle? It's like okay, I have this idea today. I'm gonna make it today. How how was the whole process during that, that time? You doing content
2: yeah i i had a little bit of structure that kind of built up uh towards the end of last year towards the end of last year i did i did daily videos for like a month two months um which was that was that was hard to do um i stopped doing it afterwards and kind of mellowed out again but (laughs) uh so yeah sometimes i've had some structure sometimes i've had like notepad documents or excel documents with like um lists of video ideas to make at some point in the future recently i would say i've moved more towards uh like I have, I have some videos I'm planning to make, but mostly I'll just, if I have an idea, I'll make the video and right. you know upload it and not have too much of a yeah. of a set schedule. But when I get into Shadowlands, I'm sure I will start schedule. Like I, you know, there are videos that make sense to release on like a weekly basis about the this week in Mythic Plus, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I've stopped doing that for BFA at this point because. Well, first of all, the expansion is almost over. And second of all, every affix combo now already has two videos for it that I've done uh, this season. So, you know, kind of no need to keep that going. But I'm sure I'll start that back up in Shadowlands and uh, start up, you know, some kind of any kind of structured video. If I do a video that like is for a spec, then I can just do all 36 specs. And whenever I'm looking for a video to release on a certain day, just do whatever spec next about that. And, um, you know, make some tier lists, all that kind of stuff. So I know that that is the hardest part is the. The creativity of like coming up with a topic is always is always the hard thing oh, for yeah. both podcasts podcast and for videos is you know sometimes you have the energy to, to make a video but you just don't really know what to make it exactly about yeah, yeah. Um, so it's nice to have some structured you know like spec spotlights then that's very easy to just go to that well and pull something out whenever you're not feeling creative enough to have a, a unique video idea
1: that, that that's that's definitely but it, I I did, I did I did notice that maybe. Um, in terms of like w- what videos you're putting out or what what content you try to go for, the the Twitch streaming also impact this in a way. Did you maybe lean more into the streaming, type of, the streaming side of things and not that much with videos, or because I you know your your Twitch obviously has grown also with with the channel and stuff and it it must be some sort of balancing over there on your part did, did it have any effect on you whatsoever on content creation and stuff like that like video making
2: yeah i mean you certainly you have to choose what you're going to do with your time right so if you're if you're trying to do both you're going to probably make less of either one than you would if you fully focused on one or the other uh to some extent there's also some like if, if you're a youtube video maker and you're also trying to like edit your own videos and make your own thumbnails and do all that kind of stuff, that's a lot of extra time that gets added in as well. Oh. So I think that generally <laughs> generally the uh, the time that you're going to get out, like the, you know, per unit time, it's it's better, it's more efficient to do Twitch probably than YouTube for, like for money is in my experience. But I think that the two do help each other. So I think that like yeah. spending a little bit of time each day, making one or one YouTube video, maybe every day, every other day is, pr- is worth it because the two grow each other, right? You know, you mentioned, Mm. yeah, you cross promote yourself across, across platforms and that helps. But yeah, I think think Twitch is the best place to like dump a lot of time into, unless you are particular, like it's set based for me. I I don't really like coming up with really high production value videos, videos that require a lot of editing videos that are super structured around like guides and uh, that content, you know, I've done it. I might do some more in the future, but I, it's, it's, I'm, it's both something I'm less good at. I'm able to do it less quickly than I am able to do other stuff. And it's less fun for me to make a, like a, a guy, a video I spend 20 hours and I get a, a 10 minute video out of versus me turning on my webcam and putting up a wowhead article and then talking about it for 10 minutes and you know, <laughs> 10, minutes in, 10 minutes out, upload that to YouTube, slap a thumbnail on it and call it a day. That that's been most of where I've kind of moved towards on the YouTube side. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell what would be the best. Like I've got a min-maxing bone for just everything. You know, I'm I'm always trying to optimize things. And uh, certainly I feel there are incentives to do things differently than the way I do it, both on YouTube and on Twitch for the purposes of like maximizing views, maximizing money. Um, But given that I, given whatever I do, like if, if, as long as what I'm doing is making enough money that I can buy food, uh, I would rather not do stuff that I don't find to be fun because, then I could just go get a real job and make probably even more money. So
1: true. Uh, what's true. the point? Uh, you know, but buy food and also pay the WoW pay the wall WoW subscription. I mean, you, you oh, we,
2: we, we pay those with gold. We pay those with gold now <laughs> <laughs> that we've got the. That was all about Yeah, the the mat sales, the Nazoth mat sales have been those have been going along full stream for the past like six oh. months now. The 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 vaults are stacked. Proper.
0: <laughs> That's proper. Uh, it's taking a little bit away from. Um, from WoW and from uh, any any uh, any outside stuff, because you did mention a couple of things that actually uh, caught my ear. Uh, you said something really cool that uh, don't be afraid of doing content, just go with it, and that's really cool. And you and you did say a lot of really smart things that I that I uh, particularly liked. So I was really curious because we also go a little bit into a little bit deep into uh, into our guests whenever we we reach our at the end of the episode. So what I'm interested in is like what dif- what does the dif- what does Huh, words. What defines you as a person? Um, do you have anything in your life that inspires you or that creates a work ethic or sets out your goals? Like, what do you, what is your fuel for, you know, waking up and doing whatever you have to do every day? So like with, with videos and, and Twitch, I'm kind of
2: always trying to create the content that I would want to watch. So, um, that's, that's always like a, a a north star that I'm, I'm aiming for with my videos is like when i watch videos because i watch a lot of youtube videos on my myself whenever i'm just playing games off stream i usually have something on my second monitor that i'm watching at the same time and i always i'm always thinking like okay what are the parts of this video that i like you know what what's what's the style here that's making me want to watch this video and then i try to replicate that in my video because like i don't know there are prob- there are a lot of people that like different things in youtube videos but it's really hard to know what other people like but i can always know what i like right i can know what parts of videos what streams are enjoyable for me. And then I could just yoink those parts and put them into my, my content mm. and make a video or a Twitch stream that I personally would want to watch. And that I, I feel like that is a reliable way to, if there are other people like me out there, which turns, it looks like there are at least some people who share my kind of interest in what, what videos should be like, what, what Twitch streams should be like, then, you know, you're going to capture them that way without having to, without having to really guess what people would like.
1: Sure. It's like, <clears throat> Now, now looking looking a little bit back at, at your journey and how how you actually take and, uh, and and actually go for with the, your content and your philosophy on on things doing getting it done, do you have like any like I don't know major goals set out for yourself? Do you have to like? I don't know, something that you really want to achieve in terms of, you know, the, the career on, on, on the whole content creation side of things or maybe the casting side as well. You know, YouTube and Twitch combined casting, is there something you really want to achieve? Are you looking for, I don't know, five years from now, what do you want to be?
2: I, just, I hope that I'm able to sustain, you know, YouTube and Twitch and casting. Casting, I think, is really... I would, I would love to continue to do casting, to do more casting even, uh, maybe to branch out to games that aren't World of Warcraft even for that. Because um, I do I have played a lot of other games as well. i played some of them at a fairly high level. So Ooh, moving to, to being like a, a general purpose broadcaster as well for stuff, you know, not, uh, not necessarily having a different main game than WoW, but being yeah. able to go and cast some events of, of various other games uh, so, is kind of a goal, I guess, of mine. Yeah.
1: It would be nice to have like a bigger portfolio uh, on the casting side for sure. Uh, but, but what other games did you play more or less at the on high-end? I'm curious.
2: Yes, okay, so there's Magic the Gathering, where I got that, yeah. uh, peaked as like a, I, I played one pro tour of Magic the Gathering and uh, did reasonably, oh, I did pretty badly at that particular tournament, but I had to win a tournament <laughs> to get there, so that was, that was cool. Um, I, played, I played Hearthstone also reasonably high, like I, I was top 100 legend a couple times in those two years where I was playing, Ooh. two or three years since when it first came out, so... Uh, that was a game that i was reasonably good at as well l- l- very similar to magic um other than that i played here's the storm oh hello oh, that was, hello. <laughs> yeah, that was um, i so i was i was okay to pretty good at it but it was i don't know it was a weird game to evaluate how good anybody was at it <laughs> that wasn't like one of the people in one of those pro teams yeah, it's yeah. the team
1: dreadnos it's a team based game what are you talking about there's no carry Yeah,
2: there were a lot of things about that game that I really, like, I I was really bad at CSing, uh, you know, getting those last hits on on creeps in League of Legends, so uh, I I always played support in League of Legends and, you know, didn't have the last hit, and that was, that was nice, and here's the storm just comes along, it's just a game with no lasting. and I'm like, oh, this is great, this is (laughs) perfect. perfect (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but, you know, there were, to some extent, it was maybe a little bit, there was a little bit too much of stuff pruned out of it. Um, Let's see, other than that. What else have I played? Recently, I've been playing some Path of Exile. That's what I—that's what I've been busy with Path over the past of like two exile. months.
1: Is that yeah? Is this can that get competitive? I wouldn't know. I'm you know.
2: Yes, yeah. There's uh there was a there's a race actually. So the the most competitive Path of Exile is like speed speed running or racing of it, um, which happens somewhat frequently. There's a there's a bit of a scene around that. That is not the kind of thing that I would ever be be good at. I don't think, but it is the kind of thing where I could maybe be knowledgeable enough to to potentially do some broadcasting Mm. around although i don't have any particular plans to do that i'm very "Path of exile is just this game that has like 10 years of of each three months they come up with a new intricate system that's like more complicated than most other games entire games and so like if you're just trying to get into it there's a a huge backlog of learning that you have to do (laughs) to to kind of know to kind of know what's going on in there which uh, that's that was the fun part for me is you know like it's like diving into an ocean you just have this huge infinite almost infinite amount of of stuff that you can learn about it
1: um but what drat knows what about minecraft casting man what, what, <laughs> what about that is
2: there, is there competitive minecraft i guess there's minecraft <laughs> speed running i've been, <laughs> was I've a been task. A speed running binge recently i've been watching all kinds of speedrunning videos on youtube and there is there's minecraft they speed run how quick you can like kill the ender dragon from a, a oh, right. fresh spawn where it's like all these different categories as well hey play, um, do you
1: know about the ender
0: dragon man uh i heard that <laughs> it's somewhere in the game <laughs> hey man i just died to creepers what do you want from me? I'm, I'm building a little cottage i'm digging close to the center of the earth and then uh and then my friends you get draw a, a dynamite dick on my castle it just exploded <laughs> that's that's the last time i play my like, oh, fuck you guys i'm not playing anymore it's
2: good. yeah, all the, all the multiplayer Minecraft it eventually gets to dynamiting everything. there's there's <laughs> kind of no escape. it's it's inevitable.
1: It's cool stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, uh, Adrenos, but did you actually uh, we, we kind of asked this uh, on all of our our guests uh, and stuff. Uh, um, do you ever get to read did you ever like read books or listen to audiobooks or I don't know try to find um, tips for life or, or things uh, that you're passionate about in other sources? Or is it just wow content creation and that's it?
2: Yeah, reading books is something that I used to do uh, back in. I <laughs> remember
1: yeah. well, the days uh, the uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they used to they used to print these things on pages, um, but recently we just have our computer screens, and now we can do everything there. <laughs> uh, so I, I I consume a lot of content. I consume I read books mostly through the form of podcasts or audiobooks at this point. I'll right. um, I, I listen to some podcasts that are pretty much audiobook esque. You know they're even though they're they're episodic, they're yeah. basically if you strung it all together, it'd be like a you know audio about like a, the history of Rome podcast where it's,
1: it's basically Ooh, just a, a history, history of book, Rome. Okay, I'm noting episodic. this
2: down. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good one. That's a that's a high quality, is high that, quality is that, podcast. Is that the name of the channel or the series? Uh, the history of Rome. It's it's a podcast. You'd find it's just just an audio podcast. So not on YouTube or anything, but uh, it's a good one to like. It's it's done by now, but there, you just oh, have yeah, like 180 yeah. episodes. You just start listening and. At the end, you've heard the entire history of Rome. So that, you know, I, I like learning audiobooks and having having interesting things to do, but I, the actual process of like reading a physical book feels a little bit, you know, last millennium to me. Feels, yeah, so, so 1998.
0: <laughs> it's a little, it's a little <laughs> bit archaic, yeah. That's, that's why actually we were wondering, not, not about the physical bit, but, you know, where people get their their know-how, right? So we can consume different types of medium from different types of uh, sources. I know I watch a lot of... Uh, I enjoy my WoW podcasts, I enjoy, for instance, I like Joe Rogan and I listen to other people lecture about different types of topics. That's also really cool because, you know, the nature of our thing and our jobs and whatever we do kind of nails us down to the desk in, in front of the PC. And although that is the dream job and that's nice, my brain needs some other things. And uh, I'm always curious as to how people get their fuel, how people get uh, other things that, you know, expand them, expand who they are as
1: a person. So, history of Rome. Holy! Shit, I, I did not know that. No. Any any that's other one, podcasts yeah. do you you, do you listen to, Drenos? Like something you could uh, would recommend? I listen
2: to a lot of like uh, politics podcasts. So I was a political science major in mm. in college.
1: Political mm. science major. Okay, that is going uh, that's going on the thumbnail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, you know, I, I try to I try to keep. I, I've made a decision to pretty much keep political discussion away from. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's the, the, we, uh, that's, the thing.
1: that's the smart that's the smart thing to do
2: never goes well to yeah. have politics on twitch has been my experience because oh, yeah. uh, that that gets there's never never anything good i think comes from that but yes. uh, i do listen to that you know in my own free time i i like to keep up with uh right. local global politics as well um yeah other than that a lot of gaming videos, a lot of gaming related content, you know, like recently I was I've been watching all these the history of speed running of certain games so there, there's like this YouTube channel where this guy just goes through like the history from like 2000 to 2020 of like what the, the speed running records and all yeah. the new tricks that people have developed in a certain game. So it's like, oh, you know, in 2020, this person got this four hour run of of this game and everybody thought it was really cool. And by the time we get to the current year, it's it's like okay, now it's a seventeen minute run. You're spending <laughs> years of the game, uh, you're, you know, you've got this spot where if you hold a bomb in a certain location, the game's memory, you know, accidentally thinks that you just should teleport right to the credits or whatever and uh, win the game <laughs> that way. So it, it's all this like process of people discovering. It. It's really really an entertaining series to watch. So I I'd, I'd look those ones up as well if you're if you're ever looking for something to watch on YouTube.
0: That's that's fascinating what the mind can do. Like. Can you imagine people that just go? No, I wonder if I just hold the bomb in this one place. See what happens. Like, how do you come up with that? You have to have like one of the most out of the box thinking oh, yeah. uh, type of mentality possible. That's actually- yeah, I
2: mean, they, they explain it as well. They explain like, okay, so you know, here's how this was discovered. And In this run, somebody accidentally noticed that this weird thing was happening, and so then people went in on emulators and like tried all these thousands of different things that you could do in that spot, and then they, you know, this was discovered, and here's how it was made <laughs> human possible to do, and uh it's, it's so all good
1: things I mean, comes so
2: yeah I, was I love <laughs> i love those kind of really different you know there's there's those rabbit holes that you can just go down on youtube and some of them you oh. know so there's
1: some there's some weird ones there's still some watch. weird shit on youtube yeah, my friend if you go there you'll find it
2: there's this, um, there's this thing on YouTube where like there's some videos you can get to where if you just let it autoplay for like an hour, you're going to come back and it's going to be like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be watching a video about how the moon landing was faked and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. It, yeah. it all kind of leads to there from certain parts of YouTube. But there are other rabbit holes you can go down on YouTube that are just interesting, you know, niche knowledge stuff. <laughs> and then you
1: get put I, on the list like now.
0: That. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and after you do that, you'll see the YouTube algorithm start feeding you all this weird shit. Like, why is, why is this guy here? <laughs> you are know, pyramids made oh, yeah, by you aliens. You watch like one, one, you do one search of one
0: thing one time, and just your whole YouTube channel is oh, just yeah.
2: is filled with those jets. Transforms,
0: right? <laughs> Woof, here you go. <laughs> I just imagine the guys at the at the, at the Google office are like, you oh, search for for conspiracies,
1: quick, feed him all the pyramid bullshit, yeah. get him, throw it get on him. the feet, aliens, all that. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. It's uh, oh man, what 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 a great talk, man. It's it's such an interesting thing. I'm I'm actually like uh, now when we get into the the end of it. I'm actually a little bit jealous because we didn't like get into all the like the political science major. I mean, that's, some, that's that's some something. juice there. Is that some juice? I mean, not not saying you know okay, what political choice you have, but it's a major in political science. That means some dedication, some hours spent learning, and you know a a pretty good and oh, yeah, well functioning brain no yeah
2: and it means that you know, the most realistic way I have to make money is to be a WoW YouTuber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, I know it. My diploma my, says I'm a, I'm a specialist in economy. That's pretty good. That helps me click start recording on OBS. That's really good. I was always hey, trained. Hey,
1: hey, listen, my, my major is in public relations, so I think I have the the most out of the... the <laughs> probably the most. most. <laughs> There's nothing to do with it. Uh, but, but political science major definitely goes on the thumbnail. I, I'm, I'm calling it. That's it. It's going to be... <laughs> fun- as but there was one uh flame you want to close this with this question oh yeah, I know yeah this was this was interesting um, to see if there, there is something like this for dratnos here
0: it's every 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 person i think every uh, person has this in their life to uh to an extent even if they realize it or not maybe it's more of an influence or maybe less of an influence uh i know i have at least a couple of people in my life that have inspired me that have influenced me that i have adopted certain you know Traits or certain ideas or ideologies from those like oh, I like that that way of thinking I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use that Do you have anything like that like a person or persons or people that have inspired you to think a certain way or to understand a certain thing? Or you know to do things in a specific way. Do you have that kind of stuff?
2: I think probably for like for YouTube content creation for you know, thought process about games. I think Total Biscuit has to be the, oh, the person yes. I... Rest, um, rest in peace. The gods, yeah. yeah. He, I watched a lot of his content. He was a WoW person, of course, back in uh yes, in Wrath days, and so I, I consumed a lot of his content back then, and then from there I was watching a lot of his other videos uh, around when I was making my own, you know, Minecraft content, and I was definitely... I definitely modeled a little bit of my thinking after him. You know, not not everything, of course, but um, I I think that he had a really... Really interesting mindset and take on games, and I, I, I think he did a great job of conveying it as well. So I've tried to to use some of those best parts as well.
1: It's uh, I think uh, you're you're among the many that oh, yeah. were inspired by by Total Biscuit. I honestly, at least in the WoW content creation sphere, I don't think there's one person who hasn't been inspired uh, for a certain extent by Total Biscuit. He was that influential, and you have to remember. Uh, Total Biscuit also cast it. Uh, oh yeah, he, uh, th- th- he was started game. it as
2: well. Uh, he started uh, the whole shoutcasting thing. That was yeah. that was him for yeah, exactly. Starcraft. Yeah. No,
1: that's
0: that's actually how I got to know Tolbiski because during his uh, his WoW uh, YouTube content creating years, I was like off the scene. I wasn't really into games that much. You know, I definitely wasn't into WoW. But when I came into Starcraft, I was like, oh my god, this guy is so cool, and he has all these uh, all these cool podcasts. Like, I, I love the co-optional podcast, and I think that would be really interested to know how many active content creators these days. Have been influenced by TB. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, maybe over ninety percent of us, yeah, uh, have been have been impacted. That that man set the scene for a lot of the things oh, that yeah. we're that we're doing today. So,
1: and, and that voice, man, I cannot forget what a beautiful voice he had. What a beautiful voice. I mean, I can understand that why Dranos wants to always wanted to go into casting. I'm pretty sure that uh, Total Biscuit had some influence. Over yeah, that. yeah, yeah, he, he had, he yeah. Had a couple of things. <laughs> I mean, he cre-
2: he largely created the. Uh... The thing so, yeah, it's yeah.
1: basically a pioneer. Well, rest in peace, Total Biscuit. Uh, you know, it's a, it's basically an open, he opened the door for a lot of us doing what we do nowadays. And, um, I guess we can wrap it up here. An amazing podcast once again with uh nosa who's over there at the top. And by the way, guys, gals, uh, listeners all over the world do check out Dratnos on twitch.tv slash Dratnos, youtube.com slash twitter.com slash all, all those over there, see there's some magic spells going on over there uh, he did promise that coming Shadowlands he will be uh, more active <laughs> and uh, yeah. we're probably probably going to catch him on some more some more MDAs in the future and World First so definitely be on the lookout always, always be sure to check out his content when it comes oh, to yeah. like Mythic Mythic Plus runs and any list too man I mean the man is right he's no not it's, it's, trashing I'm, specs he's right he knows
0: I'm ac- I'm actually waiting <laughs> for uh <laughs> <laughs> I just try I try my best <laughs> you're, you're yeah no you're actually cool man I, I really love your cheer list and I cannot wait for you to put out some Shadowland stuff so when when we get people in our streams like hey man uh fury warrior or arcane Mage, like dude just just go yeah, watch go, that. go 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 with go go like that it's but also a- just take, pick whichever one you prefer, probably, is, is, oh, probably, yeah, yeah. is probably the right
2: answer for that's, most people. That's yeah. always
0: the, the answer, but no, nobody likes that, it's like, yeah, yeah. but... but I. Well, I'm- usually if they're asking, it's because
2: they don't have a strong preference as well, in, that, in which case, you know, then the video can be very helpful.
1: <laughs> true, true, true. Well, Rob, well, we want to thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts for uh, joining and uh, being open, talking about all this beautiful and juicy stuff uh i'm keeping the political science major thumbnail that's for sure (laughs) but it's okay with that i'm nailing it put
0: put an uncle uncle sam png (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'm I'm not gonna go out there my friend that's you know it's still youtube you know yeah it's cool and um that's that. basically it uh thank you mr flame thank you mr dratnos thank you Thank all you, of everybody,
0: you. for uh, for watching and listening to the podcast because, sure, you can find it on our YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash Marcel
1: Online. Yes. But there's also Spotify and Google Podcasts and iTunes. You can find it all over the place. So whatever you'd like to listen to, your posca- podcast? Pod- podcast.
0: podcast. <laughs> it's how we Romanians talk about podcasts. It's, 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 it's an a podcast. inside
1: joke. <laughs> you can find it everywhere. Uh, have a great weekend. Not weekend. No, great week ahead because It's Monday. And we'll catch you on next Monday with a brand new guest.
0: Yeah, yeah. See you, see you later, everybody. Bye bye. Come on to a slash bow. Still, I play wow.
1: Still, I play wow. I play WoW.